Because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. I'm not it's all about not. control. To them we just cattle. Numbers battling each other while they're creeping in the shadows. Scheming, plotting, clocking your every move. Locked in your mind, brainwashed until it's rocking. Got the population operating as they want them. Symbolically mocking them, thinking nothing can stop them. So open your eyes to the lies of the evil. The poison in the minds and the lives of your people. And every time they lead you down the line to deceive you. And by then, it's always too late to see. Through the veil that they hide behind, cause your third eye is blind. Better take a stand, we running out of time. Ain't nobody coming to save us, fuck with you out of mind. Arm yourself with the truth and jump behind the battle line. Can we turn it around? Yeah, it's possible. Attached to the strings, being pulled by puppet masters This is for the youth, searching for the proof Keep on looking for the clues, I'll provide you with some truth This is for the ones, waking up from the spell Beginning to discover themselves Yeah, this is for the youth, searching for the truth Keep on looking for the clues, I'll provide you with some proof Hey yo, the stage is set, the game is rigged The system isn't broken, it was designed this way And only the blind obey, give their mind away To these political, parasitical, cynical, criminal-minded individuals Getting you to surrender your freedom to the hands of the state, with every boogeyman they create, playing they order out of chaos in order to enslave us, distorted our brains to morally degrade us, faces off against each other while they move the pieces on the global chessboard, directing the hordes, I don't come to bring peace, I was sent with a sword, a truth, to get you mentally ready for war, step forth if you got the balls to call out these tyrants, or submit your compliance through silence, cause in this filthy system ain't a single soul to trust, it ain't right versus left, it's a state versus this us, this is for the world, this is for the masses attached to the strings being pulled by puppet masters this is for the youth searching for the proof keep on looking for the clues i'll provide you with some truth this is for the ones waking up from the spell beginning to discover themselves yeah this is for the youth searching for the truth keep on looking for the clues i'll provide you with some proof this is for the world world You're going to hear me refer to Joe's website wrongly. It is, in fact, freedomforall.online. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, you got that. You want to record on your end, too, in case something happens on my file? We can we can get, get it back over to me? or No problem. You got to grant me permission, you know, to do that? Uh, participants, John Murray Moore, allow to record local files. There you go. <laughs> Pretty sure that that did it, right? Let's see. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Real quick. All right, Meg. All right. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of A Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth. I'm your host, James Cordner. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping before I bring my guest in. Um, well, it's been a little bit since I actually did 
an episode of my own. I've been on a, a guest on a couple of other uh, places and whatnot. Been working hard, uh, doing the family thing, getting the website going, and uh, kind of like setting up some some better alternative, uh, you know, social media, you know, platforms you can find find me at and contact me at. One of them is Minds. I'm still on Facebook. I'm not going to post there, but you can still find me there and contact me there at the Facebook group. Uh, I've mentioned that in the past. It'll be all this stuff will be in the show notes at the end. But uh, for now, that's pretty much it for me. Um, so let me bring my guest in. You guys are in for a treat today. So this gentleman is uh, the the uh, creator and proprietor of freedomforall.com. Uh, he is a hip hop artist in the anarchy movement. He's uh, a student and teacher of natural law. And uh, without further ado, we have today Joe motherfucking Murray. Joe, how's it going, man? What's well, good, bro? I told you I'm about to switch up my rap name to that. <laughs> good. Do it. What's good, bro? Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you for uh, accepting the invite to come today. No doubt. So uh we were talking a little bit before we actually started recording and everything like that uh talking about you know state of the kind of the state of the world in our little areas and and whatnot um so if uh if you want to continue talking about that like we can we can go back kind of backpedal a little bit uh yeah sure so yeah, um, from me, I see people um, pulling back a little bit, like from the mask wearing, like I was telling you, I don't know if that's because, uh, you know, them getting vaccinated and they think like they're, they're magically invis invincible now, then, you know, they really don't give a shit. Um, I mean, for the most part, it, it, people are wearing masks. Like if you go walk outside my front door, dude, you would still think it's uh, March of uh, 2020. Um, but, um, in certain stores that I fuck with now, um, the only stores I'll give my money to because they don't break my balls for not wearing a mask. Um, I'm seeing more and more people going there without masks on. So, um, yeah, man. And, and the, the homes that I work in, you know, as you know, I like, I do plumbing. So I do service work, some service work. It's mainly like new, newer houses, new construction, but the houses I do go in, no one's. No one's wearing masks, like nine out of 10 uh, houses do. Like no, no one's wearing masks. No one gives a shit about you not wearing a mask. Um, again, whether it's because these people now have been vaccinated or not, I don't know. Um, but um, I think that it's, they're gonna start to fall back from this now. Like, I think the system is gonna, like the vaccine will be steadily pushed. I think they're gonna try to go through like the private sector. They're gonna, you know, keep pushing that more and more uh through those kind of means um but yeah i, I think it's gonna it's gonna fall back and get a little neutral now i mean they already in my opinion they've already accomplished what they wanted to accomplish you know they got um people used to these people having that kind of reach and that kind of power and they've already done such a, a number on people's minds psychologically um and they've gotten, you know, a good portion of the population vaccinated already. And which maybe that's something we could get into is like my take, my take and your take on the whole vaccine agenda, which like I don't see it as they 
actually want everyone vaccinated. I don't think they want the entire population vaccinated as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think that it's going to be this mass, you know, genocide depopulation thing that most people are like ridiculously predicting. Like, you know, this is going to wipe out hundreds of millions or billions of people. I, I, I don't see that being the case. I think that's a real ridiculous, like first grade truther kind of statement to make. Um, based upon like my, my research into the way this hidden hand works and the way this control system works, man, I, I don't, there's no evidence to put forth that they want to depopulate 90 to 95% of the population. That's, that's absurd. Why? Because of the Georgia Guidestones, like people mm -hmm. are going to cite that as their only, you know, piece of evidence or proof. Um, I think that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, you have people like Bill Gates in his TED talk talking about depopulation through vaccination. But, you know, if you study how these people operate, they've been depopulating. You know, it's it's been, you know, steadily and systematic depopulation through many different methods, through, um, you know, through vaccinations and through the food, through the air, through the water, through lowering, you know, testosterone in people. Both That's the big one. That, that's a that that's a big one right there and uh and even even like uh different versions of contraceptive uh contraceptive ugh, contraceptives uh, and everything with uh birth control and and whatnot that's that that's that's uh that's a big that's a big one right there and instead yeah. of teaching people instead of teaching people uh self-respect and and teaching people responsibility and and really like kind of really kind of encouraging this knowledge that they if they have all this power quote power to do what they're doing now the, let's press the rewind button real quick they have the power to do what they're doing now if they cared about us really they would have used that same power to bolster our confidence as a society they would have used that they would have used that influence that they have to bring us to a place of freedom instead what like what they do is they use that power to put us in a state of control and that's i think i i you know the depopulation thing is is kind of a it, it's a it's a topic of a lot of contention and, and people have very strong viewpoints on it and it's not i don't think it's a depopulation i think that that's a misnomer uh, I think it's what I think what people really need to focus on and hone in on is it being a, a, a being a, uh, a their objective is population control, right? Population control means a lot of different things. It means I mean, right on the surface, just take it at face value population control, whether it be any facet of control they could put upon us. That's a broad. It's a broad statement that a lot of people have a very difficult time dealing with broad statements and, 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 you know, and everything like that. It's a, but it's the truth. That's what their goal is. If they weren't seeking population control, they would say, well, we don't need to be here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's um, more of like through the vaccine. I think maybe it's more of like a genetic modification at the end of the day, no one knows what the fuck is in this shit that they're they're putting in people no not even the doctors poking you with it right exactly so no one ultimately knows what it's doing to me in my own personal opinion i think it's more of a genetic modification 
in in what way i have no idea this is the biggest experiment in human history dude you know that we're living yeah. through so no one knows at the same time it is depopulating i mean mad fucking people have died from the shit already if you go on the cdc's website which is theirs right you gotta like go through this whole step wise fucking thing to, to even get to that page um and mad people have died already from it but so i think a part of it is that of course like uh, so it's gonna wipe out the elderly which has mainly been affected and yeah there's been some young healthy people that that have had bad reaction to it and have died but i think largely it's just wiping out the elderly population which that that's the age group which has suffered the most in my opinion through this whole shit you know through yeah and not being able to see their family in their dying days and you know at their old age and um and their immune systems being compromised you know and then taking this experimental shot and and dying that's mainly that's the the bulk of the death so far you know is coming from from the elderly population um so yeah one level it is the population but um i think it's more of like a genetic modification and um you know i think they don't want everyone vaccinated because they rolled out all this infrastructure and they put all this this time energy money and and resources into building this control system which they're still developing this whole technocratical uh you know smart grid that they want to continue to roll out um and they need a justification to keep that in place so they want i believe they want a small portion of the population not vaccinated to use that as an excuse to keep these kind of measures in place you know what i'm saying yeah Maybe i agree 20 percent of the population not vaccinated you know and they put the information out there like you know of the the adverse reactions that, that people are having and i think and and rolling out people like fucking bill gates who's just like a real creepy motherfucker that anyone out there with like two brain cells to rub together could see that and anyone who has like enough common sense still in their mind and they see the adverse reactions and they see people like bill gates talking they're like wait a minute something right here no i'm not getting that shit so I think they want to push a certain portion of the population away from taking it to use it to, to, to build this two-tier kind of society. You know what I'm saying? The desirables and undesirables, pin people off against each other, keep the, uh, you know, the track and trace in, in place and all that kind of shit. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's what I see. And, you know, they, I, in my opinion, I think they already got the, the portion of the population vaccinated that they wanted or that that they needed if they were doing some genetic modification onto people to to pass down to their offspring you know um but i don't know i could be wrong you know i could be wrong i'm open to all possibility who knows you know i want to put pa anything past these psychopaths it could be a year or two from now you could see people fucking dropping dead on a mass scale i just don't see that happening because it just doesn't make sense to me like you know that's they need manageable chaos if you're talking about hundreds of millions of people fucking dropping dead all around you that we can't even begin to imagine the kind of chaos that would be they wouldn't they wouldn't have no control you know so um you know i, I kind of think that that that's what's going on with this and like i said i kind of think they'll fall back a little bit they're ready transform the mind and transform society enough and i think a good you know this was about many different agendas dude this wasn't just everyone's th thinking like oh this was you know all about the vaccine no that was a part of it this was about 
you know, hitting the economy hard, fucking up the economy big time, which we still get to see the, the ramifications of that happening. You know, we're beginning to see inflation uh, a little bit now beginning to rear its head. Um, but, you know, that that kind of takes time to, to, you know, to come into effect. This was about pushing people into their homes and getting people ordering shit online, pushing people into the, te- you know, getting used to the technology, limiting people's interactions with each other and and, co- and, and coming together in large groups and large social social gatherings. Um, you yeah. know, even, even something as small as having the plexiglass up at like a deli or, or you know, a, a food store or whatever, just that separation between people, you know, the, what that's doing psychologically to people. Um, they've already did, you know, uh, a decent number um, on the population, as far as I'm concerned. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've been they've been turning the heat up on that for very slowly for a long time, and then then every every so often a big event comes along and and it and it strikes fear into the population. And what that does, I mean, we all know, like fear is just going to close down your ability to really be aware of what's going on around you. And like that's my big thing about that I do uh, that, that I try to, I try to focus on in this show is, is, uh, is really bringing, bringing that, bringing that fear, like up to like real, bringing people's consciousness up to understand what fear does, you know, like that's, that's my, that's kind of where, uh, you know, where I'm at right now is like really trying to get people into a place where they can be courageous and 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 know what's what's really happening and to me like the first thing you need to do is like really explain what fear does and how they use that as as a as a mass manipulation tool and and that's what 9-11 was all about regardless of what you think really happened that day the aftermath what they did to the population they put them in fear that that led to certain things happening people agreed with things that because of the fear they were in, they agreed to they agreed to things and they and they did things that they would have never dreamed of doing because they were afraid. And now you have this going on and people are doing things that we as Americans would never have dreamed of doing. And we're in fear and it's making us act a certain way. They know this. That institution has existed for a very long fucking time. They know these things. And they have us trapped in this day-to-day, week-to-week type of mentality where we don't see the bigger picture. They turned to, it's a long history, folks. It's a long fucking history, but they turned us into wage slaves after the Civil War. They took our kids out of the homes. They brought, they, they, <laughs> they realized that they could decrease wages by half if they expanded the workforce to twice its amount. So they made it possible for mom and dad to both go to work. So they needed a place to put the kids while mom and dad went to work. So they propped up this public school system. They did the adoption thing and you, and, and they propped it all up. So that way mom and dad both went to work. They took the kids out of the home and put them in their own government run facilities and turned that into another whole thing. The public school system is teaching these kids the, 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 the biggest and most dangerous logical fallacy that exists, in my opinion, which is an appeal to authority. That's the only thing that your kids are learning at a public school is, an, is how to appeal to authority. They, they can't think for themselves now. And now, now we're conditioned through many generations of, the, of, of this, these actions happening to think that this is just normal. And they've been turning that heat up for a long fucking time. 
and they know how we act. Okay. The first principle of natural law is mentalism. Okay. Everything is mind. Mm -hmm. If they can control how we think, if they know how we think, and they do because they're the ones that pass down the curriculum, they've taught us everything. Well, I, I'm using, an, again, a broad statement here. They've taught us everything that we know. Okay. Let's start there. If, if someone, if someone who has taught you everything that you know, if you think for a second, folks, that they can't turn around and predict the way that you're going to act, you're wrong. They've taught you everything you know. Exactly. Yep. And they're going to they're gonna use that against you. They're going to go, we know how they're going to react because we taught them how to. Mm -hmm. So it's just been this, and, and, and it, it wouldn't be so bad if their if their objectives were were based in morality but they don't even teach that they teach they teach subjective morality day to day what's good for you is good for you and that's all that matters your world solipsism that's all they teach and it's satanic and it's just it's it's come time that people like the that people realize these things and we try to start to take so when you want to take a building down you have a couple of options right folks you can either destroy it and be left with a huge mess to clean up or you can learn how that building was built and take it down piece by piece so that way you're not left in the wake of destruction when the building is gone and that's what we i think what we need to start i think a lot of people have been doing that i don't think enough people have been doing that but i think that we really need to get our shit together, get organized and really find a way to communicate these types of things to people effectively. So that way they can understand them. They can be conscious of them and that they can have the courage to act. That's what the big thing is. If we can get over the fear, realize that it's there, look it straight in the eye and say, I know how to deal with this. And we're not going to let this fear run my life so the first thing that we need to really do i and again like i'm an opinionated person i have a i and and you know what i'm right it sucks to hear that i guess but i am the but the first thing that we need to do is get organized and and realize the negative consequences that are happening because of our own actions in the aggregate and we're forming this reality for everyone because of our own actions. And the uh, people don't know, they, they're not willing to know these things. They're ignorant of it. Yeah. You know, they just ignore these things and it's terrible. But, so you know, it's due to our actions and our inactions, you know, I, I people need to we need to get organized but we need to all be on the same page when it comes to what our ultimate goal needs to be and that's why natural law is so important you know because people may say okay this the shit you guys talk about when you talk about true anarchy and, and natural law and understanding you know the, these principles all right that's all fine and dandy but how does that help in this situation like how does that help with the rollout of the vaccine how does that help with 5g how does that help with chemtrails and all this shit like how, how are we going to put an end to this well 
to that, I would say, you know, well, why do we want to stop the rollout of this vaccine? Why do we want to stop the rollout of 5G? Why do we want to stop chemtrails, fluorine in the water, GMO food, and all that shit? Because that's causing harm to us at some level. In some form or another, that, that is harming us, right? And we, we don't want that. We want that to stop. But what else causes harm? Does not being coerced to comply with just arbitrary dictates, you know, a fucking bad sticker on your car, you know, that you could get pulled over and extort money, you know, or be, and if you refuse that, you try to fight that extortion, you could be fucking thrown in a cage or, or murdered, you know, does not, um, does that not constitute harm? You know, does not like, you know, getting um, thrown in a cage for possessing a plant or a certain substance that you want to put into the body that you own, which is your own, um, you know, that a politician deems you don't have. You know, if you get thrown in a cage or extorted money for that, does that not constitute harm too? It's just like, you guys have a line. It's just this way over here. Ours is right fucking here, you know? So why natural law is so important is because it's the under, once you understand these principles and you understand objective morality, you understand true freedom. So we need to be on the same page when it comes to what true freedom is and that is what we want to accomplish together how we get there that's not up to me that's not up to james you know that's that's the whole point everyone's got to play their part and start pushing in that direction whether it is an incremental um you know kind of process where things we're, we're pushing against the system and people want to use the legal route which i don't um you know i don't agree with you know, because you're not going to achieve freedom through the fucking political process. You know, the no. government and freedom are fucking antithetical to each other, polar opposites. But if that's the route you want to take, if you do understand natural law and true freedom and the ultimate goal that we want to accomplish and you want to pursue that avenue, go and do it. I'm not saying, I, you know, if things start to roll back that way, I'm not going to fucking be out on the rooftop saying, no, it can't happen this way. It's got to be all or nothing. You know, any progress uh, I, I'd be satisfied with. It just has to start. But we need to be united on first principles, natural law principles, and have the, the, same, the same desired outcome that we want, which is total freedom, true anarchy. Right. So our, the rulers of this world, they're on the same page when it comes to what their ultimate goal is, which is total slavery. How they get there. You know, it doesn't matter. You, you think that these people are all on the same page with each other? They're not. They bump heads, especially their minions. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Everyone thinks that every contradiction these fucking talking heads make and, you know, every slip up they have, oh, oh that's a, you know, that that's that's on purpose. You know, they know what they're doing. They're just fucking with people. No, these people fuck up all the time. They're not on the same page. They're not really organized. Maybe those in the shadows, ultimately at the top of this pyramid of control, are on the same page with each other, but you know that's that's just a handful um but the point i'm trying to make is that it doesn't matter how they get there they're all doing their thing working in different groups and different secret societies and different intelligence agencies and think tank organizations and they're pushing towards the same goal how they get there you know it doesn't matter that one method doesn't work they do another one they do another one so we need to be like that you know we need to just have the outcome of total freedom how we're going to get there everyone just play your part for if you want to do it individually you want to get organized with other individuals just do it just do something so we could start pushing this shit in the right direction you know and i i think to to your point it's like learning like learning the principles of natural law understand learning them getting to a point where you understand them and then moving forward 
like what you were saying about get get into a group or do it individually or whatnot like but at the same time when you're going through this process of breaking down your own doing your shadow work right and and doing that process getting through all these these things that have had negative consequences on your life and learning natural law and, and learning the principles living in accordance to it understanding it and everything that in itself creates its own system whether you're doing it in a group again or individually you're 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 understanding the principles and 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 living according to them so in in a way there is a group even if it's small little enclaves here and there it does create a larger thing and that's the principle of correspondence right as above so below and and the aggregate as much like what we've we've both said in the past is that morality increases freedom will increase as as morality decreases freedom decreases right so like that's kind of a, again a broad statement but we need to break down that mental barrier of being offended by a broad statement like no fuck that get that shit out of here they are allowed to be made and we're going to we're going to make them you, you listen to joe's material which I highly recommend you do. This man that's joined me today has had some very, very top quality guests on his program. He's put in a lot of fucking work. Go check out his website, freedomforall.com. We'll remind you again at the end of the show and there'll be links in the show notes to it. Dude, guys, ladies and ladies and germs, there's tons of material on there. Tons. His music, his guests, his solo work like all of it really quality stuff thank you man. um and actually like as an as an aside i i really do need to personally thank you for something uh so i talked to ivan a couple weeks ago and uh i was having some beers during the interview and uh kind of felt like an ass i hit the microphone with my beer i was like fuck i was like embarrassed right and then Ivan like sent me, uh, sent me a link to some of your stuff, right? And like that's when I was like, you know, okay, I, you know, all right. I, I listened to a couple of the things that you did, and I just kind of like went in there and found out more of, from you and everything like that. And I, I ran across. I can't remember for the life of me where I found it, but the way something about the way that you that you put the message across about about self-loathing quit drinking fucking alcohol you know like the, you said something about alcohol and uh, you know what what you're doing and everything what, like what the fuck are you and, and it's like i was like getting spoken to like i was like getting told i was getting told you know <laughs> like i was once getting sat down like uncle joe's here he's gonna fucking sit you down and, and be like hey kid smack you upside that what are you doing come on, man. You know, and it like, just, it opened my eyes over this self-loathing behavior that I was, that I was participating in. And like, I've struggled with, uh, some I've struggled in my life, you know, I'll open up to you. I've struggled with a few, uh, with a few substance problems in my life. No, uh, never, never any, you know, never any needles or anything like that involved, never to that extreme, but like, you know, the things that I, things that I chose to indulge in, I went, I went hard. I went hard with those things and alcohol is a big, a big deal. I mean, I, uh, my job right now, I, I drive 
a garbage truck and that fucking license. And this is something I'm trying to phase out of my life. And so, you know, uh, it's not cognitive dissidence. It's a, I am fully aware of it and I'm making steps to phase this part of uh, this phase, this aspect of my life out that license that I carry for my driver's license is regulated by the federal government. They claim ownership over my body right now. They're claim they saying you can not go and put these things, uh, these substances in your body. We're going to drug test you at random. And uh, if we find it, you're fired. Your license is revoked. Good luck. And they're hanging that, they're hanging that over my head. And it's a tough thing to come to understand. And it's a tough thing to realize, man. Uh, I got to tell you, it, that job has been good to me. Uh, I work hard. I, I get a lot of physical activity. And I, I, do, I do a good job at it. I'm good at my job. Uh, my, my, this is a job that, that has been done in my family for a long time. So I'm, I'm good at it. It's been a part of my life for a long time. And it came natural, natural to me. And I thought it was, I, I was like, what? and this is where the, this is, this is where like the, the denial and everything came in when like, I, I was, uh, I, I was starting out and everything like that. I, I was always a heavy, heavy weed smoker. Right. So I'm one of them kids that when I was in, I, I went to public school until eighth grade and, uh, and I dropped out. I was going through a lot in my life. I lost somebody very important to me. And, uh, uh, he was, uh, he, he was like my father figure in a way. Uh, and he was a very important part person to me. And I dropped out of school cause I, I was, I was abused by these teachers. I, I was, I was emotionally abused by these fucking teachers, man. My whole fucking my whole time in, in school, ever since kindergarten, all I can like, seriously, all I can remember is being like, who the fuck is this person to tell me what to do? In kindergarten, I wanted to sit. We had this. Oh, it's story time! Everyone sit down, and they had duct tape on the on the on the rug with everyone's names written down on it. I wanted to sit next to this little girl that, like, I was crushing on or whatever as a kindergartner, you know. And uh, and they were like, "Oh, James, you got to go sit over there." I'm like, "Why? I want to sit over here. What's the big deal? It's uh, I'm just I'm still sitting down. I did, oh, but no, you have to go sit in the play. Like I just never understood it, and like." you know, like going through school, I was always, I was always in opposition to what they wanted to do with me. And I'm fucking, I wouldn't do my homework. I didn't see any point in it. I'd pass every fucking test with an A. I'm telling you, I'd never failed a test in my life. I was getting the material. I was doing the work on my own. I just didn't fucking need to pass in homework and shit like that. Yeah. But you know, like not to make, like, this isn't Dr. Phil. So, you know, I'm the exact same way, dude. Exact same way. You know, but like, I mean, long story short, like, I got to I I got to a point in my life where like uh, where mentally I kind of went off the deep end, and it was right at the so like I always questioned authority, and I can say that with confidence. My and and like the first authority that children are really introduced to outside of their parents, which honestly I implore I implore children to to uh, listen to their parents. Because they will know best if they're given the chance to be responsible for their kids, they'll figure it out. I mean, we've survived for thousands of years. There's no reason we can't go on surviving. 
mm-hmm. without the public fucking school system or government. But um, my point is, is that like right at the beginning, you know, of like realizing what this opposition really meant, excuse me. And what I was really, really doing and like right at that turn of like, uh, of, you know, I was listening to music. My, my friend, Sean, uh, Sean McCain, uh, I met him when I was about like 14 and he was like, stepped in like an older brother figure and started like saying, Hey, listen to this music, listen to that. Like, you know, Hey, here's what some of these things mean and being wicked cool to me and everything like that. Then I lost, then I, then I lost my, uh, well, he's like my dad. And I just went off the deep end with a bunch of fucking hard drugs and substances and alcohol and all this shit and doing terrible things to my body and my mind. And, uh, like I was on, like, uh, like the, the schools convinced my mother to put me on medication when I was, a, when I was a kid, like eight years old, They're like, Oh yeah, stick them on fucking Adderall. And I was on Ritalin and Concerta Adderall, all that shit. And just like every other good little slave, you know, this need to be on pharmaceuticals yeah oh he's got adhd and it's like oh there's something wrong with him he's not listening in school it's like well why why aren't we ever saying hey what's wrong with the schools you know yeah man but in any case like it, it uh it's always been like a back and forth with with me to uh to kind of get over that hump of of like what am i do like so i do have control over what goes in my body and I, I, and, uh, I kind of came to that conclusion to a few weeks ago, actually, like when my wife was pregnant last year, I, I didn't drink at all. Like, cause you know, I was just like, okay, I got to focus. Right. And, uh, then my kid was born and I, we started, I started drinking again. And then like, I was just getting wicked, like just stressed out all the time. And just flying off the deep end for no fucking reason. And then like I had that interview with Ivan and then I heard, I heard you speak about self-loathing and what that can do and drinking alcohol and doing this shit, doing this shit to yourself. Like, you know, like what the fuck are you doing? And I, and like, I felt like I was the one getting the talking to there. And I was like, no, this dude's fucking right. He's like, I'm like, dude, this dude's right. I like, I got to stop this shit. You know, so I, I, and now it's been like about, uh, almost a month to three weeks at least that I haven't had any, anything to drink. And like, I, I already feel so much better, man, you know? So I don't know that I I know that was like kind of a long story and everything like that. And like, and, and everything. And I didn't necessarily bring you on to really like pour, pour my heart out to you like that. But like, I just, just kicking it. I'm have a lot more in common than you think bro <laughs> i saw through the bullshit when i was a little kid i could not understand why i was there in school i hated it from day from day one they my mother used to drive me there fucking kicking and screaming bro i fucking dreaded it same thing after eighth grade done even when I was going to school in eighth grade i barely went like at that point you know i i was um you know i had uh uh trauma from like my mother and father getting divorced and you know that there was a real ugly nasty divorce when me and my brother were little kids and by the time when I started uh becoming a teenager like by eighth grade I I was 
you know, I was like, uh, uh, you know, kind of depressed, angry with the world because I, I hated fucking, you know, the everyday fucking routine of going to school and, you know, all that bullshit. And, um, you know, I had some some psychological issues from the divorce, which I really never understood until I got older. But it definitely weighed on my mind. It played a part in, in my behavior and my attitude. By the time I got into eighth grade, I was like a real, like, nasty motherfucker, dude. Like, very, uh, like, angry. I was cool. You know, I had a lot of friends and shit like that. But hair, hair trigger temper. You know, you look at me the wrong way. You say the wrong shit to me. I'm fucking snapping on you. And I was known for that. Not that I feel like I'm a tough guy or anything. But that's just the way I was. So if I, by eighth grade... Uh, you know, like you, dude, I always had an issue with authority, you know, with teachers and shit. They couldn't tell me shit. But when I got to eighth grade, the days I did go to school, because most of the days my mother would wake me up to go. I'd roll over and give her the finger and go back to bed. That's the little asshole that I was. And when I did go, I would walk there, walk in the front door, walk out the back. The principal would be like, oh, well, you're coming in on Saturday if you're leaving. I'm like, fuck you. Walk right out the fucking back, go and get high. I wound up dropping out the next year, you know, and just smoking a ton of weed, drinking a lot, getting into fucking fights. You know, a, a big part of it wasn't really, you know, yeah, part of it was the divorce and un, unsolved trauma and me really understanding that. But, you know, what what played a major part in like my depression and me being rebellious is because I saw through the matrix at a young age and i just saw like you know the world like why are we doing this this doesn't make sense to me i don't want to do this shit i want to be a kid i want to enjoy my life i don't want to go through sit in a fucking class all day and listen to these fucking assholes tell me what's what when i you know when i could go to the bathroom or get a drink of water or not like you know i i just i hated it i wanted to just have fun i wanted it to be a part especially when i became a teenager i wanted it to be a party all the time maybe it wasn't the best way to go about things, but you know, um, a big part was because I knew something was wrong with the world and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, so, you know, but you know, a point I'm trying to make is that I, I relate to you because I, I was the same way. And, um, I, I had uh, a very addictive personality. My father was a, a drug addict as well. So that guy, I guess, handed down to me through, through genes, you know, genetics. Um, but I had a very addictive personality, so I went from smoking weed to drinking to coke to dope, and just, I was out of control, dude, for a very, very long time, and that was me trying to, because that's what balanced me out, you know, because I wasn't happy, you know, I wasn't happy with the world, I wasn't happy with life, and that kind of, like, balanced me out mentally, taking in, you know, those substances, it made me feel good, it made me feel okay, then I could be more sociable, I could, I could, you know, be more, uh, you know, I could talk better and, and, you know, like that's, that's what drugs did to me. Like it balanced me out to the point I was never like really hung, uh, strung out and retarded looking. Like when I did dope or when I did Coke, you know, it just made me talk. I was laser focused. I could, you know, be like a, a, a cheerful person to be around. So, um, it, I found that balance with substances, but really what I was doing was just like crushing, um, you know, myself and all the unresolved issues that I had that not until like my, uh, really like mid twenties when I met my girl, you know, and she, I, at that time I was trying to get off. I was struggling. I was on dope at the time. I was on heroin, uh, not shooting it. I never went to needles. Not that it makes that big of a fucking difference, but, um, I was sniffing dope a lot of it. And I was trying to get off at that time because I knew like it was going to kill me. Um, and it wasn't doing what it did 
for me in the beginning and it just became a job. I don't know if you you had your hand in that or you fucked with that, but that that's what happens over a short period of time, bro. That's it. You ain't getting that high anymore. You're just chasing the dragon and that is your job from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and you're always thinking about how you're going to get more money to, you know, get enough to last you this amount of days and then what you're going to do after that. That's that's it. That's your focus. Is just that shit is just dope. Um, but when I met my girl, I was struggling to get off. I didn't want to be on it anymore. I was just afraid to go through the hell that it fucking, you know, put that you go through when you go to detox from that shit. And from my own experience, I think that's why a lot of people, I would say the majority of dope addicts don't want to get off because they're afraid to go through that pain and that discomfort and how long that lasts. And you're just not feeling right mentally too for many months or a year or two afterwards too. Um, but so I was, I was struggling to get off when I met my girl, I was on for a little bit. I'd be off for a couple of months, go back. And she, you know, I was trying to hide it from her, but she called me, she set up mm -hmm. an with my family and shit and that, um, that, that was it. Once I saw like my family, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, well, everyone fucking bawling their eyes out. It all reality hit me because I was in, just in such like laser focus on just getting high. What am I doing for money to get what I need? Um, it all hit me at once, like how ridiculous I must have looked to everyone. Like my, well, I didn't have peripheral vision, you know, and just how bad I looked to my family. I lost a ton of weight and shit. And that, that was it. After reality hit after that, I, that, that day I went home and detoxed in the, in the comfort, if you want to call it that on my own home, I wouldn't go away. They wanted me to go like impatient. I wouldn't do it. I did it in my own home and that was it, bro. I got beat that beast and I never fucking looked back and I won't. So God bless my girl, dude. Fucking guardian angels, uh, guardian angel sent to my life, dude. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, I, I, I hear you. And it's hard. Like every now and then you get the voice in your head, like, go ahead, like, you know, have a beer, bro. Like it's, it's a Friday night. It's a nice night out, summer night, spring light, whatever. Just, just, just get drunk, you know, fucking hit someone up. One of your friends that you work with, see if they got some blow. It's just one time, one weekend, you know, it's the summer or whatever. Um, the voice comes back to my head, but I, I, I know I will never do it. I'm the type, like, I can't just have a beer, you know, or a couple of beers after work. My, no, 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 no. That's you not. Know, I'm drinking till I pass the fuck out and I need cope with that shit. So mm -hmm. I can't touch it. Just me, I just cannot touch anything. Even weed, which I used to love, man. I was notorious um, for smoking weed. That's it. That's what I was known for. Always had it. Always smoked it. Um, I can't even get down with that shit anymore. Not that I feel it's any kind of danger or that it would provoke me to want to go and do other shit, harder shit. I just, it doesn't even make me feel the way it used to, dude. You know, I get paranoid now. It makes me super fucking tired. I like being clear-headed and I like being focused, you know. But um, through getting clean, I've worked, did a lot of work on myself over the past, you know, six, seven years, I think now. I think I'm going on seven years now that I've been clean. Congratulations. Thank you, dude. And um, never felt better. Never fucking felt better like yeah i got my own shit i'm not saying i you know perfect all the time i still do battle with little spouts of like being depressed or some anxiety and shit like that but i deal with it you know you learn how to deal with it that shit don't just magically go away one day and then you're fucking all of a sudden you're all good you know um it, it, it's a battle you just got to learn how to how to deal with it and how to you know not let it get the best of you but no, it's yeah awesome that you fucking you stop bro i don't even remember what i said 
that you're talking about, but I'm happy that, you know, it, it affected you in some way. That's awesome, dude. No, it was a very quick comment that you made. I'm pretty sure you were actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were talking to Ivan and it was a very, very quick comment that you made. It was like a blink and you'll miss it type of thing. It, it, like, I, I swear to God, because I was like this, dude, I guess it was like, you guys had been talking for a little bit. I'm like, this dude's cussing all the time. I'm like, this is my fucking dude. Like, like, <laughs> all right. Like I, 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 you know, like, all right. You know, I want to hear what this dude's got to say. And then all of a sudden you were just taught like the subject of self-loathing came up and you said something about, uh, you know, you're killing your mind with fucking alcohol. You said something along those lines, you know, and it was like a blink and you'll miss it type of comment. And it just, it just like fucking popped right out at me. And I was like, whoa. Well, yeah, a month. I am. That's great, dude. That's a yeah. And I did it. I've done it before multiple times and everything like that. But I'm just like, look, like I got my little boy. What, what kind of, what kind of role model am I being to him? Yeah. I got my little girl. What kind of role model am I being to her? You know, yeah. uh, there's a cycle in my family that I have a responsibility to, that I have an opportunity to put to an end. And what am I going to do? You know, there's something that's bothering me. It's something that fucking bothers me. Alcohol has, alcohol destroyed my family. So it, it, like, it, yeah, like, um, prior, like family issues with the family that had issues with alcohol. Okay. Yeah. My father, right. you know, he, uh, big time drunk when I was, you know, when I was a baby, he's been sober for like, he's been sober for like 31, almost 32 years. That's amazing. Awesome. Good and yeah, that's, and honestly, like, uh, it, it is the one thing that even makes me give him the time of day after the type, after the shit that he pulled that made my mother fucking say, yep, yeah, we're, we're done. You're not allowed near the kids. He fucking almost killed me. I was like eight months old. Oh, wow. Uh, we lived in a basement apartment over in a small town called Amesbury, Massachusetts. And he was off on a run and, uh, my, mo my mother's legally deaf. She was born deaf. She's got fucking one hearing aid. And she goes in the shower back in the day. I don't know if they make them, but they weren't waterproof then. So she had to take them out. My sister, she's like almost two or just over two years old at the time. And I'm like eight months old. My mother puts me in a little bouncy chair thing. My sister's, you know, you know, out there with me. We're probably watching cartoons or something. And my father's been gone for a week. He comes knocking on the door. Uh, my mother can't hear him. She's in the shower. You know, my sister can't even reach the fucking lock to let him in. So he goes up to the, like, he's knocking on the door. You know, it's me. It's daddy. And uh, he can't get in. He doesn't have the key. So he goes over to the, the window of the apartment. He's knocking on the window, maybe hoping that, you know, my sister sees him and says, oh, it is daddy. And, and I don't know what he, but like at that moment, I, I guess my mom come out of the shower, seen him in the window. She's like, fuck you. You're not getting in here. You're not getting anywhere near these kids. And he, I guess he lost his shit. He fucking busted through that window, jumped right through it. And I'm right underneath the window. Oh, shit. And my mother grabbed me out of the way and everything like that. And he, you know. He uh, could have very well landed on me if she hadn't. And I had some pretty bad cuts on the top of my head because of the glass. And it was, and uh, his own words, he told me this story. He said, when I got in there 
And I seen what was going on. You're bleeding all over the place. Your sister's freaking out. Your mother's screaming at me. And all I had to say for myself was, I told you I'd get in, bitch. Wow. And I was like, whoa. Out of, out of, like, out of his mind. Out of his mind. Alcohol's one of the worst, if not the worst, dude. And yeah. from what I understand, that even the withdrawals from that is worse than dope. The like, alcohol withdrawals are the only ones that'll kill you. Exactly. They're the only ones that'll kill you, you know? I mean, it's just, it's, it's a terrible fucking thing. It's just like, you know, we, you know, we, we know as, um, people who, who know natural law and like real anarchists, like, you know, we understand self-ownership. Like you have the right to put whatever substance you want into your body, regardless of how dangerous it may be. It's your body. You own it. No one has the right to tell you you can't put that shit into your body. Like if you want to drink a fucking, you know, Dawn dish soap by your fucking sink, you have the right to do that to your body. You know, but I think when it gets into the realm where you, where you are beginning to affect your family, you know, in ways that like, if you're, if, especially if you have kids and you're neglecting them due to your abuse, due to what you're doing, like you are, you are causing harm onto them and then you need to check yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a bitch, bro. Substances, uh, the, 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 it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's a battle. It's a battle. It's very hard. Um, but like I said, it is like, I don't do the meeting thing. I never really did, bro. Like I went to a couple, but it's just not my thing. Um, and you know, I don't knock people for going, but one thing they do have right is, is one day at a time. It really is. You know, like you just got to take, you just focus on yourself one day at a time. You get through the day. If you do slip and you go back, it ain't the end of the fucking world. As long as you didn't fucking, you know, do some damage during that slip up to anyone else, then it ain't the... It ain't the end of the world. Recognize that. All right, I fucked up. I got to get right back on track. And you keep trying. You just try every day, you know? Mm -hmm. It's hard, brother. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so you said something about that voice, right? I think that, that I wanted to ask you, like, what do you do? You, you know, uh, what do you do uh, to kind of get that voice to go say, see you later? Like, what, what do you do? Like, uh, Kind of like kind of hobbies did you did you take on? Well, now if I get it, it's it's my daughter, dude. I have a she's she's about to turn two next weekend, and that dude, that kid's got my heart and soul. I love that baby to no end, bro. So I know it's just even if a little voice comes in my head, like come on, let's get fucked up, you know, whatever it may be, which I barely have. It's just, you know, you get the, it's not, I'm not going to lie. It does come on to you, you know, cause that, that demon's still there, but you just, you, you've, you've conquered it, but it comes back to bite you every now and then. But I would just never do it because of that kid. Um, and, um, uh, cause you know, I know where, where it will go to. I can't do it. Like I said, it can't be one, one time. And then, you know, every now and then it can, it would just spiral out of control. And I would never do that to that kid. Um, so my focus is on my, my daughter. You know, I spend all my free time with, with my kid, playing with my kid and just making memories with her. And that that consumes me, dude, you know? So she she's the reason why I would never go back and I'd not, you know, smack that fucking voice, you know, out of my head as soon as it comes around. But, um, you know, before her, what I was doing before her really was is my music, bro. Music and research, like, uh, you know, on my free time, like that, um, 
that gives me that 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 that's my escape pretty much you know laying that making either either creating a beat creating an instrumental or thinking of some some lyrics you know that that i get away i'm able to escape and it's a high for me like when i get into my own creative process and think about you know think of my lyrics and think of some punch lines and find the right words to match together that's like a fucking natural high i get so yeah man music research and now my kid you know is is what i do to silence that that voice or any urge for me to want to get high so yeah that's great man you know fucking good positive outlet sounds yeah. like Definitely. you uh you you have a new album coming out soon yeah yeah man i was actually recording uh a track this morning on the free time because i said my i was telling you my kids birthday parties next week i got so much shit to do bro i gotta paint decks and tie up trees do some landscaping and shit so that's what my girl had me doing today and next weekend i gotta do as well but i had some spare time so i started laying down uh one of the tracks and uh yeah it's gonna be fucking really dope bro i'm really looking to completing it it takes time it's taken longer than I wanted. You know, I wish I could have banged it on a couple of months after I announced that I was going to do it. But, dude, just, you know, it's no excuses. I really don't have the fucking time, bro. I work fucking full time. The little time that I have at the end of the day, um, if any, you know, because a lot of times I come home late and my kids are already sleeping. Um, the little time I, I have, I spend with her. Then it's eat, take a shower before you, then it's fucking nine o'clock. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm shot. You know, and I'm getting older now, so I'm feeling it at the end of the day, doing the kind of physical labor that I do all day as a plumber. Like, that shit, my fucking knees hurt, my back hurts. After I sit down to eat at night, dude, I stand up like fucking Quasimodo. My lower back is fucking killing me. <laughs> I push myself, you know, I, I try to push myself, even if it's late at night, um, to get some, get some work done on it. At least to lay a chorus down or lay the verse down for one of the songs. Um, but time is a factor. Otherwise, I'd be banging out music, you know, left and right be banging out trap putting out a track once a week um if i have more time i want to get myself into a position where i could just do that for for a living like diesel does i don't know you familiar with diesel automatic no oh that's my boy right there great mc dude really lyrical mc me and him actually uh linked up through mark devlin as a matter of fact like last year um we were both on his good vibrations podcast and then i wound up become a really good friends with him and we're making we've been making music together since that since last year and um so we're working on an album together too um but point i wanted to make uh with him is that he does that shit full time and he's all about truth and freedom you don't put out you know that that's his that's what his shit is about it's what his whole style is about he's very lyrical with it um and he does that as his job as his occupation bro you know people pay for it to stream his music on Spotify or wherever any other site they buy his merchandise off his site so he got himself in a position where you know he does that um for a living and you know um he has all the time in the world to wake up every day make beats lay tracks down and I admire that like that's where I want to get to it's a little late in my life to try to transition there so it's going to be difficult but I'm working to to try to do that so um you know i help him mix and master his music and stuff like that and he's um gonna start hitting me off with some profits from that and um so uh you know i want to start producing music for people as well start putting my 
shit up on platforms where people could download it and I, you know, make something off of it. It's not about the money to me, but it would just be great that I could make some kind of profit off of it so that I could fucking live off of that. And I don't have to have a nine to five matrix job, you know? Yeah. I know I got slightly away from the question, but yes, I am working on an album. Um, it, it'll be out by this summer. I don't have like a specific date as of when it's going to be uh, released, but it will be out this summer. And so far, so good, man. It's coming out awesome. There's different concepts to every song, and um, I'm enjoying making it. I'm having a lot of fun making it too. So it's it's something that's very much needed now. It's a lot of like really really hardcore truth that's going to be dropped in there. And to me, I'm way more effective at like putting the message out of truth and freedom and natural law through my music than I feel I am at a podcast, you know? So, um, yeah, man. How'd you come to that realization? Like what led you down that road? Uh, to, and at which point, like, did you say to yourself, like, this is my, th this is, this is my outlet. This is how I'm, this is how I'm going to be able to, you know, get the point across what made you realize that like where'd that light bulb go off like this is this is where this is where i'm gonna have my energy focused on uh my contribution man uh i've always been like good with, with lyric lyricism like when i was a kid i like fell in love with hip-hop and i knew i could do it at an early age i was always really good at creative writing dude like i could sit and write a fucking fictional story as a kid when i ever had essays for school like that's to be honest like i enjoyed doing that like if i had to do some creative writing kind of assignment i would get into it because you're actually using your creativity you know and i would kill it and i, I was always good at that when i sit and take the time to formulate my thoughts properly um i um uh you know i could really put out what i want to say in a very vivid way um so i was never really that much of a, of a talker um and I, you know, I'm my own worst enemy. I feel like, you know, when I talk, I, I'll, I'll stutter too much. I'm not going to say the right thing. When I actually take the time to think about what I want to say, um, I, I know that I could put it forth in a way that's, you know, people are really going to understand and it's really going to hit hard to people. And me always being into hip hop and doing hip hop from an early age, from a teenager, my early teenage years, um, and I was really good at it. You know, I built up a little name for myself around my town and surrounding areas for being like a real lyrical underground dude. And, um, you know, when I woke up to reality and did my research and, you know, really started to understand that I needed to put this out there. I have a moral obligation to get this message out there to people of truth and true freedom and natural law and what the fuck is really going on. The kind of individuals that are really pulling the levers of power and what their ultimate goal is for us. Like you, you once you know this, you have, you, you know, it's a, it's an obligation. You have a moral obligation to, to speak this. If you don't, you're complicit, you know? So to me, um, I was just like, I, I, I'm really not the one to do a podcast or to do a presentation. Um, you know, I'll use my talent for the cause, you know, I've heard, you know, good truther music in the past that, you know, so from some, you know, hip hop artists, some really talented MCs that put a lot of truth, crammed a lot of truth into a two, three minute song. And that really hit hard and explained a lot. And I'm like, you know, of course, music is a very effective way to put the message of truth out there, just as it could be used for negative purposes, like, you know, mainstream musicians do. 
uh, whether intentionally or it's written for them, whatever, um, and how they affect, you know, the, the consciousness of the population. Well, I'll use my talent for the right reasons for the cause. And yeah, so that's how I de decided to, to, to do that and, and pursue that. And, you know, I, I definitely did make an impact like for, you know, the handful of people that follow me, you know, and the handful of listeners I may have. Um, I know the people that I have affected, it's affected them at like at a real deep level, man. I get fucking emails from people from all over the world, not many, not hundreds and thousands, you know, but um, enough to where I know that I've impacted people's hearts and, and minds. And that shit means the world to me, dude. You know, even if it was just one response from one person who said, yo, you know, you one song final stand or, or your, your track of unnatural law, that fucking shit was awesome man. it gave me the chills that that really like motivated me into wanting to do something to to bring about change and promote the you know the philosophy of anarchism that would mean the world to me and in and of itself it was just one but i've you know had multiple people reach out to me tell me the impact that i had on them and it means the world so yeah man that music is music is my true calling and uh i feel that that is just the most effective route that i could take and it is you know, I feel like, you know, whether with any, when it's a more creative thing, I'm not to say like a podcast isn't creative. You have to be creative with it, especially if you're going to use slides. It is using your own form of creativity. But I feel like the more creative route you take to put the truth out there, the more it affects people at a deeper level, even through artwork too. Like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the artist David Dees, who did like a lot of art that um, David Icke used in his presentations. Like, you know, picture paints a thousand words, says a thousand words, like, you know, I, so much just in one image, you know, it, which is essentially the same thing you could do with a track, with a song, you know, you could cram so much truth into a two or three minute track um, that you can't do and, and touch people in a, in, a, in a deeper way than if you did a video presentation or a two hour fucking podcast talking about natural law. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's my method. And I feel like I'm, I'm effective at it and that's what I'll continue to pursue, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it, music is, uh, music is one of those things that, that you're right. It, it, it reaches people on an emotional, uh, kind of an emotional level, you know, it, it, it can really, really tap into that, that like little hidden part of a person's person's personality or or uh maybe even go so far to say their brain who knows but uh, you know it does it it it's it it, tr it triggers it like it intrigues people those oh, geez like you know it makes and then you can you know oh it's so much crammed into a short amount of time and that takes talent you know he's like we we've we've been able to sit here for now about an hour where i think we're about an hour in and we've said a lot and everything like that but to take all of that and to bring it down to two to four minutes holy shit that takes a lot of fucking talent and it's like and then on the receiving end of that like people it's it, it breaks through that barrier of, of people's need to make things more complex than they actually are, you know? And it's like, it's a, it, it like, because and the people don't, we don't even realize that it's going on, you know, like, and, uh, 
it just breaks right through that barrier of the complexity that we think we need to have to make sense of something. And it's just like, no, like that's what, that's the message. Get over it. You know, it's like, you're talking from experience in your tracks. You're talking from, you know, you're bringing up natural law. They're talking like, just like getting the message, like hard hitting right in people's faces. And then they can share that. And it's not, and like this instant gratification that the people in the world have come to be accustomed to, it's not going to, it, it's so effective what you're doing because it's not going to interfere with that instant gratification that people need, right? That they think that they need because here's a three minute track. Take three minutes and then you can just share it around and you're not in, making anything inconvenient air quotes to, for anybody. Exactly. And every, I, I defy anyone listening to this, find me a person, send them to me that doesn't like music in some capacity, find them. If they say, oh, I don't like music, nothing. You don't like any music at all. They're a fucking liar. That's yeah, a, it is a universal language. Last person, if you don't like some form of music, absolutely. Right. Even yeah. though that's the thing, like people that don't like hip hop have reached out to me, you know, even older people, like yeah. I don't listen to hip hop, I can't stand it, but what you talk about and the way you know your 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 rhyme scheme and what you say i gotta tell you that, that is i love it i absolutely love it i've been listening to your music a lot lately and I'm like wow that's fucking awesome man you know because what's being said is so powerful you know so they, they hear that and then they recognize the talent the lyrical talent you know behind it so um you don't even necessarily have to be into hip-hop to to like my shit or to listen to my shit um, because it's about real shit. It ain't no fake gangster fucking, you know, just party music and all that. It's just about truth and, and freedom. You know? Yeah. And it's like, the peop I think uh, it resonates with people. Like you're saying, people that don't, they've come forward and they're like, I don't even fucking, I don't even like hip hop. Yeah. But for some reason, your your music, it, it is, you know, it, it's it's getting through to me. I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but great job. You know, <laughs> I think that like, I think, I think that it's because of your message. I think people you're talking about freedom. You're talking about the wrongdoings. You're talking about solutions in your tracks and people have a desire for that. It's getting through that barrier of complexity and instant gratification that they've been so accustomed to being a part of like that being in that mindset and you're effectively getting through to them. You have found, uh, uh, you have found that narrow passage through that barrier with your music. And I like the way you put that. Yeah, that's for sure. Pe people are hungry for freedom and we live in a fast paced world and you're delivering a message quickly that people are hungry for and they don't even fucking realize it mm -hmm. subconsciously. Yep. I think it, I think that what you're doing is really important, important, man. And yep. you, and, and it, dude, fucking awesome. You know? Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Thank you man. Uh, but you know, I, it's, I don't know. It feels like it's kind of winding down now. I, I know we kind of had a, a we, we kind of had a uh, an, uh, allotted, an allotted time. 
Um, two thirty. I gotta. I gotta be. I gotta start doing my friggin' yard work over there by my girls. So yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. So two thirty is fine. What is it? Twenty after two now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, um, I don't know. Uh, bring us. Bring us out, Joe. What? Like, uh, take the floor. If there's anything. Uh, if there's a few things, a few points you want to get across, by all means. Uh, Talk to talk to the people out there that the ten people that listen to this. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what what, hey, what do we got? Same to me, bro. Like you know, people like me and you. I know you're just starting, but you know, like me, you, Ivan, Francesco from Italy. Um, you know, yeah, like fucking handful of followers. It's not like that. We actually give a shit, but it just you know, it just shows like we're people's attention is that you know and then they rather gravitate even people in the truth community rather gravitate towards more of the sensationalized bullshit and the headlines of each day and all that but uh so don't worry about the views bro that's just awesome that you're starting to do something bro people like you inspire me dude you know and i see another another head stand up and it's like all right i'm taking the fucking torch i'm gonna start to do something even if it's just getting on a podcast, interviewing other people that are doing good work and, you know, just putting on, you're just adding to the chorus, dude, of, of truth, you know, and natural law. So good on you, bro. People like you, like I said, you, you, you inspire me and keep me going. Um, as to what to say to people, man, I, I don't know, man, I have nothing to say. Um, I, I'll just leave it like this, you know, everybody keep your heads up and keep your spirits up. It's a dark fucking time. We all know that. Um, focus on how you could better yourself and connect more with your, your true self and your higher self during these times so that you could be the, the, the warrior that you need to be to help the people around you. And, um, you know, do something. Just do something to, to help the cause and join the fight for, for true freedom. You know, everyone's got to play their part. We need all hands on deck and we need, you know, enough of us to start pushing in the right direction. We don't need everybody. We just need a good portion of strong people who know what's up and have the, the balls and the courage enough to do something about it. So if you're someone out there who knows what's going on, um, you know, and now's your time. Now's your time. Stand up. Let your voice be heard in whatever form it may be. You know, use your own creative abilities to to put the truth down get the message down join the fight um so yeah just just stay stay try to stay positive during these fucked up times we'll we'll get through this i kind of feel like we will make it through i don't feel like these people are going to accomplish everything they want to accomplish i feel like it may get you know uglier to an extent than what it is now but ultimately they're not going to crush um the spirit of humanity you know to want to be free, you know, that as long as that's alive in a certain amount of people, that's not going to die. Uh, so I think we're going to make it through this just until then, everyone play your part, keep your heads up, be strong, work on yourself and try to help others. That's it, man. Beautiful, Joe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, tell everybody where they can, where they can find your stuff one last time. Let's, let's hear it from you. Uh, everything, let them, let them have it. Uh, you go to freedomforall.online, not not .com, it's dot .online. Oh, good. It's all good. <laughs> still going, so that's all good. Uh, freedomforall.online, you go there, 
Um, and just going to the top left corner, the drop down menu, you'll see all the uh, alternative media sites that I'm on. Um, and you could, you, you know, you could follow me on there. I'm also on SoundCloud if you just strictly want to fuck with my music, which you could get there through my site as well. All my podcasts, my interviews, my music, and a ton of other information from other researchers and activists as well as on my site on the homepage. So, yeah, sign up to my email list if you want to stay up to date with, with me and what I'm doing, any music of mine, any interviews that I do. Just it's right at the top of the homepage. You just type your email in and you receive an email notification when I post anything to the site. So Excellent. Excellent, man. Well, Joe, I, it's been wonderful meeting you. I, I did like, and for, for everyone out there, maybe you have a podcast. I'll leave with this and you're looking for guests or whatever. This is how this, this is how this got arranged. Joe and I, all I did was email him. All I did was say, hey, man, I like your stuff. Want to talk? And he came back and said, sure, let's figure it out. It's that simple, folks. This is how we do it. This is how we get organized. This is how we network. This is how we meet different people, you know, new, new faces. It's how we do it. It's that simple. You just, just got to ask. Just got to throw that out there. It's the worst that can happen. Someone says no. Maybe not right now. So what? Then you go back and you do it again. You fucking keep doing the work. Labore et constantia. Hard work and perseverance. That's what it's going to take for us to get to where we know we want to go. We're hungry for it. Let's feed that appetite. Let's get out there. Let's do the fucking work. Let's keep our heads up like Joe said. We got this. We just need to keep it up. That's it. I think that's a good point to end. <laughs> Absolutely.